On the Tech Talk for Accountants show, Andrew Lassis shares helpful tips for accountants and the technology issues they face. Join Andrew and his occasional guests on our weekly episodes. Welcome to the Tech Talk for Accountants show. I'm your host, Andrew Lassis with RushTech.online. And today we're gonna be answering some of the FAQs that we've been receiving via LinkedIn over the past couple weeks. And one of the big questions that a lot of our listeners have been sending us messages about is phishing email, uh, how to prevent it, what is it? How does it work? What are some of the common problems that are around it? is my company big enough to actually need to worry about it? And what are some of the ways that you can circumvent this without breaking the bank? So just hitting on the very, very high surface level, maybe you've heard of phishing and this is P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G, not the F, <laughs> the F word. Um, but there's, there's two different types of phishing. There's regular deceptive phishing and then there's spear phishing. And so one of the big misconceptions that I see over and over when talking with accountants is there'll be small practice, five or less, even solos, and they'll be saying, well, I don't really need to worry about email protection or security awareness training. I'm too small. Nobody's going to target me. I don't have enough money to be attractive for somebody to want to fish. And the misconception around that, you need to look at fishing more like a marketing, not necessarily a one-to-one sales. So in this analogy, marketing, if you put a commercial on TV, you want to broadcast it to as many people as possible. And they may fit a certain demographic. So you could buy an email list, for instance, of every accountant in the world from companies that have one employee to thousands of employees. And you type up the email, send it out. It's completely fake. And if you send it to 100,000 people or 100 people, there's very, very little cost difference for the person that's sending this out. So you're trying to get the message out to as many people as possible to get as many clicks as possible, whether or not the person who clicks on it has $100 in the bank or $100 million in the bank, it doesn't matter. Once you get that click in, that's when the social engineering can start, that's where ransomware can start. So I wanna smash that up front that just because your firm may not necessarily be large and the one that they are trying to get, it doesn't mean that you're not going to receive these emails. And I'm sure you've seen them before and maybe you've clicked on them, maybe you weren't aware of what was going on. And so that's the regular deceptive phishing. Now spear phishing is what a lot of people will just group in with deceptive phishing. And that would be you have a large firm, for instance, there was a data breach at Deloitte a couple years ago. Now, in that one in particular, they were the specific target because of all of the information that they have. And what ended up happening was they didn't have two-factor authentication on an old admin account. Somebody got the password to that account, 
username, password, got in, data breach happened that way. So when you're a big four, the spear phishing is very, very, very important because you've got a target on your back. But just because there isn't a target on your back necessarily, if you fall into a demographic, there is still a target on your back and you need to be able to identify what these phishing emails look like. So the way that these work in general, the scammer will send out an email and it'll be completely fake, but it'll have some of the qualities that look real enough. So you will get an email and the subject header will say, there was an issue with your Office 365 account. You need to reset your password. Then you open the email. It's got an Office 365 logo on it. It's branded, looks like it's from Microsoft. Click here to reset your password. You click on it and you see the Microsoft logo. You see the Office 365 logo. It says in the box, type in here your old password, type in your new password, type in your new password. Now what's going on behind the scenes when that email gets sent out, it's not from the at Microsoft.com domain. It's actually from a Gmail account, a Yahoo account, an Outlook account. It could be from a imposter domain. So it may kind of look like Microsoft. It would be M1 crowsoft.com for instance at rush tech support we focus on your compliant it so you can focus on accounting call us now at 844-881-7874 that number again is 844-881-7874 or email us at support at rush support.com to work with us we specialize in tech support for accountants something where if you just glance at it, it kind of looks like it says Microsoft, but if you look at it under the lens, it's like, wait, that doesn't actually say Microsoft. That says M1 Microsoft, or the uh, zeros will be replaced for the O's, things like that. So it'll kind of look like it's from Microsoft or it'll be at MicrosoftPasswordReset.com, something where, okay, maybe this would make sense, but it's not actually from Microsoft. It's just branded that way to make you click on the page. Then you go to a website and the URL isn't www.microsoft.com. The website is www.insert anything across the bar at the top. And most people aren't actually looking to see what domain they're actually on. So in that box, you type in your current password and boom, there it is. The other password, your new password piece, that's just disregarded. You typed in what your current password is. And now if you're reusing that password on other platforms and you don't have two-factor authentication right there, your password has been stolen. And if they can copy paste your email address and your password and you use it in a in a banking situation, you could use it in Salesforce, QuickBook, Zero, you know, whatever the big platform is, your Office 365 account, if they have access to your email, they can then just click forgot password on any of the other websites 
And that's how easy these things are. So when you receive an email, especially if you weren't expecting it and it says there's an issue with your Office 365, click here to reset your password, that can be a huge, huge, huge issue. And most people, you know, we go through our day, you see an email, it pops up and we could get into a whole other conversation about time blocking and checking emails and blocks. But most people, we go through our day and we will wait to reply to a Slack message or we get an email and, oh, that's something exciting. I'm going to reply to that now. It's a psychological effect. It's similar to uh, when people are at the slot machine and you keep pulling the slot and every now and then you win. People do that a lot with checking their email. They keep hitting the refresh, the send receive button in Outlook, hoping to get an email because when you get that email, you get that, I think it's a dopamine hit. It's like, oh, I won. And we respond to it. So, oh, I won and I get this email about resetting my password. Okay, I can do that. Click, click, click. Don't think anything of it. And then boom, something happened. So it's very, very important you look at who the sender is and when the email has a button in it, you can hover over that button and in the bottom left corner, it'll tell you where that link goes. Or if you hover over it, there should also be a little help balloon that tells you where that link goes. And if it's not going to the website that you think it should be going to, that's another red flag. And if you're not sure, don't use the email. You can just go to portal.microsoft.com or portal.office.com and you can reset your Office 365 password in there without clicking through the email. So whether or not the email was real or not, you still get a reset password and it's been done on your terms. And this comes back around to, we've talked about it, practically in every episode, but two-factor authentication. So even if somebody has your password, if they don't have your cell phone also in their hand, having your username and password isn't enough because they need to have your phone to either receive a text message that has a code or use an authentication app to get a code. Or if you use the Microsoft Authenticator, you can set up just a push notification and say, click the button, yes, this was me. So when we're talking about phishing and getting emails that may or may not come from the source that you think it is, now if your company is, for instance, on G Suite and you get an Office 365 phishing email, you know, you, you know it's not real because it doesn't apply to you. You don't even have an Office account. But you got to remember when the hackers are going after this, it's a percentage game. It's a numbers game. So while that one in particular may not necessarily apply to your organization, they're going after a large group. So it may not be just you on that one, but then they send out a bulk email and it says, your QuickBooks is having an issue. Click here to resolve the issue. It's not actually from QuickBooks. It's just from, you know, OikBooks or something like that. They replaced the Q with a zero or with an O or something along those lines. So you've got to be sure that the source is actually who 
you anticipate it to be from, who it's branding and who it's claiming to be. These are all important things. Um, so when we're talking about these phishing emails, you know, the next thing is how do you practice looking out for these things? Like, do I just sit back and wait for it to come and then wait till we're live to find out whether or not there's a, uh, there's an issue. And the way that you can go around this is through security awareness training. And there's a lot of different softwares that can automate this. There's managed service providers who provide this as part of their stack, as part of their service. If you want specific training from it, you know, you can reach out to us at Rush Tech. We can point you in the right direction. So we'll just try to keep the episode at vendor agnostic. Um, but there's a lot of ways that you can do security awareness training where you can upload an email list of your employees and you can intentionally send out fake emails and then you can track who clicked on the email and instead of going to the phishing website that steals the information, it'll take them to a training website that says, this is what you clicked on and these are the repercussions of what you just did. Now you're fortunate that this is sending you to a video on security awareness training, but this very well could have taken you to something that could completely compromise the entire company. So it only takes one time. It's not like, well, there's a repeat offender and we need to focus on this person in particular. It's an organization wide thing that you need to address. And over 90% of data breaches happen through one employee that may not be computer illiterate or may not be computer literate, may not understand the repercussions of these things. And, you know, for us in the IT field, we see the repercussions of it every single day. We get phone calls from new prospective clients who say, we've had a data breach. And then when we go in and do the forensics, you can do tracing of the emails in Office 365 and you can see who opened what email, who clicked what, and lo and behold, a majority of the time, it's somebody that wasn't aware that they were doing it. Just, I got an email and it seemed real enough. I didn't want to bother anybody with it. And so I just reset my password. No big deal. It only affects me. But the truth is it affects the entire organization and say that phishing email, say it had a click here to download the new version of office and you download a file that's called office.exe you run it antivirus if you don't have a good antivirus say you just have like a residential version because it was cheaper or you have windows defender because it came with the computer and you're like oh that's good enough i, I check that box well the user gets the option i download office.exe it's fake but the user doesn't know that then the antivirus pops up says this may be malicious they say proceed anyway because it seems real to them and you don't have proper security or a managed service provider that stops that from happening. And then when they install this fake file on the computer, if you're connected through Active Directory, which most organizations are, if you've got a server environment, especially now that a lot of people are doing work from home through COVID, um, one person getting infected 
can encrypt the entire organization. And the only way to unlock it is set up a Bitcoin account and wire Bitcoin. And I'll, I'll check the value of one Bitcoin right now. Let's see. So as of this recording, uh, one Bitcoin is a, almost 11,000 US dollars. So it gets very, very, very costly if there's any sort of wrong click and it only takes one. So it could be just someone that's even working part time. But if anybody in the organization gets compromised, there's so many things that can go wrong and say, say you're, you get compromised and then send an email to all of your clients because they're all saved in outlook. That would make sense. And to all of your clients from your email account, it says, Hey, I need to update your social security number. Can you type it in here? Can you type in your date of birth, your account information? I need to direct deposit your refund. Then all of your clients who it's no longer a phishing email from a fake domain, your domain has been compromised and you're sending this to all of your clients and then they get compromised and it's not even a matter of they didn't have the proper training on what to look for, especially, you know, right after uh, tax season, it would make a lot of sense for them to receive an email from their accountant, especially, you know, if they waited till the deadline. So these are all the things that you need to keep in mind. And these aren't only just best practices, but if you're collecting credit card information, this falls under compliance for PCI DSS. This falls into compliance for Sarbanes-Oxley. This falls into compliance for HIPAA. This falls into compliance for FACTA, for GLBA, COVID, FISMA. And then there's other states that require some form of security awareness training. So this is a very, very serious issue. This isn't just a someday I'll get to it. If you are not constantly in the trenches every single day, your employees are the ones that have the keys to so much sensitive information. And with the work from home movement, it's been super, super easy if you just give all of your employees full admin access so you don't have to deal with it. It makes your life easier. And from an IT and cybersecurity standpoint, that's the worst thing you can do. That's like saying, I'd rather just keep all the doors and windows unlocked in my house because my family and I are always going in and out and we're supposed to be in the house. Hopefully nobody else tries to walk in, but it only takes one mistake one time. So it's not just a blanket statement of this may start happening. And then when you start noticing that it's happening, then you nip it because once it's happened one time, it's already too late. So not only is this, good practice in general. It's good for your clients to make sure that they're not going to be at risk from something on your end. And it's also a piece of compliance 
that you're legally required to keep up to date on. So there's so many factors that go into a good security awareness training to be able to identify phishing emails and not just think, well, my practice isn't that big. It won't happen to me. It's literally happening every single day. And then if your company has a data breach, depending on what state you're in, you're going to be legally required to disclose that information to all of your clients. So then you send out a real email to all of your clients saying, I got hacked because I had poor cybersecurity awareness. And if you receive an email from me, don't trust it because I got hacked. Sorry for the inconvenience. And how many clients do you think are going to continue doing business with you? And I've been on the receiving side from someone that I have personally worked with that sent out that very email years ago before Rush was focusing on accountants and knew the ins and outs of these things. And I received that email from him and guess who's not my accountant anymore. I mean, this is not only, oh, it's a nice thing to do, but this is important for customer retention. And again, it only takes one mistake, one mistake, one time from one employee doesn't have to be full time, doesn't have to be salary, doesn't have to be just somebody that has access somewhere. It's such a serious thing and it's always happening every single day. We, we see the, the prince of Nigeria is trying to wire you $10 million and we think, oh, that's so ridiculous. Who would fall for that? But then we get an email from Microsoft with a Z and we're like, oh, probably got to reset my email. And we click through and it's the exact same thing, but it's just disguised differently. So some of the things to look out for, check the domain that it's coming from. If you're not sure, you can ask whoever does IT for you, or if you don't have somebody doing IT, self-plug, you could reach out to us. Uh, you could also just take the email and you can log into Office and do it yourself. If it's real, when you log into your Office portal, it will tell you, we need to reset your password and there, because you were the one that took the action, you were the one that typed it in, not clicking on a link provided to you, but took the action of typing it into the browser, going through the steps. And I'm using Office 365 as just a blanket because it applies to most people, but this can happen in QuickBooks, it can happen in Zero, it can happen in Tax Act, it can happen in anything that you use. So it's super, super important. Be sure to check the domain, check the links. If you're not sure, you could also just do nothing. That is an option. Say it tells you you need to reset your password, but everything else is still working. Just ignore it. I do believe, though, if you're receiving emails like that, it's better safe than sorry to change your own password on your own terms. But realistically, if it's fake and you do nothing and nothing changes, you should be good. You can also go into the admin, whoever controls your Office 365, and you can see email tracing to know 
who is sending what emails and perhaps there's a forwarder set up on the email and it deletes its tracks. I mean, we see these things to where if you send an email that says we, we dealt with a title company and they had a data breach before we had gotten involved and we saw what they had, the hackers put in their outlook. If we are sending an email that says wire instructions, send the hackers wire instructions instead. So the client is expecting an email from the title company. The title company is expecting that the buyer is going to be sending in the money, but the hacker just hopped in at the exact right time. So it wasn't even a blanket statement. It was just an algorithm. And we literally see how these guys pull these things off. So it's super, 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 super important that you have this locked down on all sides. It'll be better for your company to not have to deal with it. You'll have better customer retention. It's legally required. I mean, there's so many reasons to get this done. And truth be told, it's not crazy expensive. It's just really, really, really important. Aside from you're legally required to, it's best practices. And you know that'll just about wrap up the episode. Uh, be sure to subscribe so you can get notified each time we put out a new episode. And if you could, uh, you know, take a break from crunching numbers and crunch the subscribe button. <laughs> we also publish these episodes on the Rush Tech YouTube and on RushTech.online. And if you need any help with managed services or IT support feel free to email us support at rushtechsupport.com and guys i really appreciate the feedback that we're getting and if there's anything that you want to hear in episodes for tech talk for accountants reach out to andrew lasis on linkedin i'm more than happy to take your questions and if we get enough of them you know we'll make episodes just like this one for you so i appreciate you listening and have a great day